We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Cody and Derek, back for another episode, guys. And the NFL schedule got released a few days ago. The Colts have their schedule now. I believe it was the fourth easiest schedule, according to records, last year. But we wanted to kind of talk about and look at every single game and kind of rank from you know the hardest ones, we feel like, the hardest opponents the Colts will have to face to the least difficult you know the easiest opponents the Colts will have to face we wanted to go walk you know kind of run through give a quick kind of thought uh on why we have this you know specific game uh you know ranked where we do and so that's kind of what we're going to be doing um so without further ado let's just get right into it let's jump right in um let's start with the most difficult game that we would say uh the Colts are probably going to have to face here in 2023 what would you say Derek what is that yeah, it will probably end up being the Cincinnati Bengals for a lot of reasons. Of course, Cincinnati, who's you know gone to um, the Eastern Conference Championship or uh, the AFC Conference Championship two times, gone to a Super Bowl uh, just recently. You know, obviously with Joe Burrow and that offense and the way that they're doing things over there, uh, no doubt that the Bengals have really turned themselves into. A dynamic powerhouse uh, here in the AFC as over the last several years with all the talent they've accumulated. And then, of course, you know, that defense has been playing extremely well despite some of the turnover that they've had. They've continued to have guys that defy expectations. So, I mean, the bank, especially being in Cincinnati, I mean, I, it's barely even a road trip for Indy, but you know, again, being uh, in the cold uh, and you know, that kind of environment, I mean, it's, it's Cincinnati's home turf and that will definitely be one of the more difficult ones to deal with. Right. It's right smack dab in the middle of December, December 10th in Cincinnati outdoors. That's going to be tough. You know, Cincinnati, mm-hmm. we would say outside of Kansas city is probably the best team in the AFC. So, I mean, that's going to be certainly a great test for Indianapolis. Can they, you know, I'm not even concerned if Indy can beat them. Can they hang with them? You know, could they hang with Cincinnati potentially? If they yeah. can, maybe that makes you feel really good sitting there, mm-hmm. you know, wherever you are. Anthony Richardson has some more snaps and stuff. If you're competing with teams like Cincinnati with Anthony Richardson, I think that gives you a lot of hope going into next year 
or even like if you're making a playoff push, like, hey, we can actually compete with these teams. So that'll be a good barometer on kind of where the Colts are, I think. But it's going to be a tough game. And I'm glad it's, you know, towards the end of the season as opposed to the beginning of the season, because I think you're going to see kind of two different kinds of Colts teams. Right. I mean, just from the, the fact of, you know, Anthony Richardson and where he's at and where some of these young guys are at, the chemistry they have on offense, things of that nature. Shane Steichen, you know, have a little bit more of a influence, if you will, kind of being in season a little bit more. So but certainly, yeah, you're right. This is going to be the most difficult game, I think. Um, and I don't really think it, I think it's kind of a decent gap from one to two here. Um, just the, for the fact that, you know, Cincinnati, what they've done, the fact that they've been to a Super Bowl, the fact that they have, you know, one of the top quarterbacks in the league and, you know, they've done it for a couple of years now and they're going to be you know looking probably to, to lock up one of the top seeds in the AFC at that point. So, yeah, certainly a game is in Cincinnati like that just adds to how difficult it truly will be, you know, in that hostile environment. So I definitely agree with you there. Cincinnati is clear cut. For me, the number one here, and I don't think it's relatively close, to be honest with you. Um, but let's move on now to the second most difficult game that we would say. Um, it's another game in the AFC North. You know, fortunately, I guess, for the Colts, the weather won't be as nasty as it probably would be in Cincinnati. But going to Baltimore, the Indianapolis Colts will have to face Lamar Jackson, have to face this new-look Ravens offense. And we know, you know, how good the Ravens can be if Lamar, and you think that early in the season, Lamar will be pretty healthy at that point. Um, so you do think that it's going to be a tough matchup right away for Indianapolis, especially this young team in the Colts that are figuring themselves out. Uh, to go into a hostile environment like that, it's going to be tough, Derek. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I could make an argument on why this potentially could be the hardest matchup for the Indianapolis Colts because it's week three. I mean, it's going to be one of those situations. Anthony Richardson's not going to be ready by that time. So, uh, I mean, it could be one of those situations where, you know, the Bengals might actually be an easier opponent to some people because at least then you're over halfway through the through the season and Anthony Richardson has had a lot of snaps. He's had a lot of time to get better. You know, week three, he's going to be thrown into a, a really hostile environment. Being in Baltimore is not an easy task. And, you know, with Lamar being back and now having more weapons, you know, we saw what the Ravens did to us in 2021 when, you know, the defense just absolutely failed us in the, in the second half even with a great offensive turnout that we had, you know, you can never outdo Lamar Jackson uh, if you're not careful. So it's going to be a really tough one because it's week three team is still itching to get better, you know, still learning Shane Steichen's system. So how do they respond to another really tough AFC North competitor with Baltimore? I mean, it's going to be a tough challenge. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, it's going to Cincinnati and going to Baltimore. Those are, those are real tough games. Really, any AFC North team, when you travel there, it's tough weather. You know, it's tough yes. to win there. Um, you know, so, yeah, Baltimore certainly one of the more tougher places to go in and pull out a victory. Uh, so that's number two for us. I think number three, though, Derek, I mean, we have to say it just because the fact the Colts haven't won there since I think <laughs> we I think we were graduating. You and I were still in high, high we were still in high school. Last yeah, time so that <laughs> uh, Jacksonville, the Colts have not beaten that division opponent in, you know, it's closing in on a decade now. It's getting crazy. It's getting ridiculous. But Colts have really struggled in Jacksonville. Even it doesn't matter, Derek, even if the Colts were a playoff team and Jacksonville was the worst team, the Colts still could not beat them in Jacksonville. You know, it really gives me the vibes of like, you know, for whatever reason, like when New England would go to Miami, 
like, and they would just like, no, it didn't matter how good New England was and how bad Miami was. Miami would just pull out these wins. But like more recently now with Jacksonville being where they are with Trevor Lawrence and all that stuff. I mean, it's getting worse. It's been getting worse recently. And, and, you know, we just saw, you know, how the Colts season ended in 2021, you know, in Jacksonville, we saw what happened last year. In Jacksonville, the Colts didn't even score point. Like it's getting to this point, man, where it's utterly ridiculous. The Colts have not done anything offensively the last two times they've been in Jacksonville. And, you know, we all know how tough it is to win down there. And, uh, and we've said it, Derek, we said it years ago until the Colts prove us wrong and win in Jacksonville, we're not going to pick them to win. We just aren't right. And this one happens, you know, week six, one o'clock. So it's going to be a tough one, man. It's going to be really tough. And the Colts ha- are going to have their work cut out for them trying to beat a Jacksonville team that I think we could all say probably right now, they're a better team uh, than Indianapolis. So mm-hmm. that makes it even tougher. Yeah. I mean, Jacksonville, I mean, just take what Jacksonville has become over the last half of the season and what we saw from them in the playoffs. I mean, that's a team that's that's dangerous, and it seems to only be getting better uh, with their new leadership and Trevor Lawrence getting better and getting new weapons this next year and Calvin Ridley. So, I mean, on top of the curse of Indy going to Jacksonville and not being able to win, now the team just seems to be getting better and better and better. So it makes it even harder, like you said. Uh, the only thing we can hope for is that you know Shane Steichen will uh, – have this team in a better state of mind uh, or, you know, going into halfway through the season. Obviously the Colts all have two home games before this. So they have some time to kind of clean some things up, you know, kind of get some guys back to being a little more healthy, uh, being closer to home. So that's kind of a good thing before you go into this road trip. But I mean, nevertheless, uh, it's still, you still have to go with that, that, Jacksonville haven't won there in a decade. You know, it's still going to be one of the more difficult opponents, especially since, yeah, it's really odd saying that Jacksonville is a tough opponent now, but they are. They're one of the better teams in the NFL from this last year. So we have to give them respect where it's due. Yeah, and the fact that you're going to already see Jacksonville in week one, I mean, you're going to have a better idea about this football team going into that game. So it's not like it's your first time seeing them all year. Right. Like you're going to have an opportunity like last year, the Colts went to Jacksonville pretty early and they didn't know what kind of team, what, you know, they they had in Jacksonville they were facing. But the good thing is, like with Indianapolis, especially if they're able to beat them in week one for somehow in Indy, they're going to have the confidence like we could do that, you know. And if this was a Frank Reich led team, man, I'd have a lot. I don't not like not that I'm picking them to win. But, like, there's a slight glimmer of hope, like maybe Shane Steichen gets this team in the right mindset and they can go down there and they could do something. But, again, uh, I'm not going to pick them until they finish it out and they figure it out. And so uh, I guess that that's the good news of, like, they're going to have some tape on this current Jacksonville team this year by seeing them week one, and we'll see what happens there. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be a real tough one. Until Indy proves us wrong, uh, we're not going to pick them. So it's going to be tough for them to win in that one. Um, I think another one that probably, Derek, if it was um, actually at this location, we'd probably have it a little bit higher. But the fact that it's going to be kind of played on a neutral site, uh, technically at the Patriots in Germany, uh, that's going to be an interesting game. I mean, I think it's difficult because you're facing one of the best, if not the best coach of all time, especially on the defensive side of things in Bill Belichick. And, you know, they added another defensive player. We already know, we saw firsthand what they did to you last year in New England. 
And, you know, obviously we hope that you have a little bit of a better offense than last year, but still, it's going to be tough to beat New England technically on the road, not at home um, against Bill Belichick in this defense. And then also what they did add in the draft as well. Um, It's going to be a tough one for Indianapolis to go in here and, and beat them, you know, here in Germany. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those situations where Bill Belichick has been known to, you know, not lose very often to rookie quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. And it's even if it's going to be in that situation where they're, you know, halfway through the season, it doesn't matter. It's going to be a game international halfway across the world. I mean, that's that's difficult for a lot of people you know, to deal with. I mean, there's a, there's a ton of players and coaches that say they hate doing it. Obviously the experience of it is fun. You enjoy doing, going and experiencing new things, but in regards to like, you know, getting yourself mentally prepared for a football game, that's one of the most difficult things you can do being, uh, having to fly, you know, over a dozen hours to, you know, a destination in Europe and then a place you've never been before and where things are a lot different and then, you know, playing that and then having to fly all the way back. Uh, But thankfully for the Indianapolis Colts, they got a bye week after that game. So they got a lot more time to get back to earth, you know, when it comes to uh, Indianapolis. But that'll be a difficult one because it's technically a road game for the Indianapolis Colts, which is kind of funny. But, you know, again, young team going on the road, on the far away from the road uh, to go to another country to play football. That's, that's going to be a difficult game for anyone to have to deal with. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. The fact that like we, we already, we saw what they did to Sam Ellinger last year, right? But how they were able to confuse him and really just, you know, not allow him to get going at all. Um, and that, that, that not just him, but the fact that Bill Belichick's done that with so many different rookie quarterbacks over the years. I mean, it, it wouldn't be shocking at all to see New England just completely shut down this offense. I don't, you know, that's just kind of what they do with rookie quarterbacks. But it'll be interesting nonetheless. Um, another game we're going to move now to actually the first, I believe, home game um, is on this list as the most difficult. We're actually going to go with the Cleveland Browns here. Um, and I know some people are like Cleveland. They were terrible last year. But here's the deal, Derek. I do feel like Cleveland massively underachieved last year. There was some weirdness, obviously, with the Deshaun Watson stuff. He didn't have the full offseason, all that stuff. But he still is a very talented player. And, like, I'm not going to just write him off. I mean, Cleveland still has a lot of talent on that football team as well. 
So I think they are definitely one of the teams that, like, I think they could easily uh, put up a lot of points against you pretty quickly uh, with that kind of caliber of offense they have. Talk to me about this Cleveland game here. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong when you say that they underachieved last year. Uh, Deshaun Watson, who hadn't played football for two years, you know, now all of a sudden is thrown in uh, halfway through the season and expected to just pick right back up when he wasn't even allowed to practice with the team uh, until, you know, training camp from last year. So he didn't have a lot of time to build a connection with these guys and to get things straight. And then on top of it, you know, the first game he returns, they face the Houston Texans. I mean, you got to imagine that his mind was not in a good place for obvious reasons. So Cleveland as a team, you know, has had its struggles, but I think this year Deshaun Watson comes back to a lot more of his original uh, being because, you know, remember before he quit, you know, playing for the Texans and moving on, I mean, this guy was pretty much a top five quarterback at the time when he was playing and at his best. So if he even returns to over half of that form, he's going to be an above average to really good quarterback. And the Cleveland roster is one of the more well-built rosters uh, that's out there. I mean, they have great defensive linemen, amazing defensive linemen. Uh, They got a great secondary. They have some wide receivers. Their offensive line is well-built. Nick Chubb will run it down your throat, no questions asked. Uh, It's really difficult to game plan against Cleveland because they have so many different ways they can beat you. Um, I know a ton of people have no respect for the Browns, but I do. The Browns uh, are are one of those teams in any given week that they can just absolutely tear you apart if you don't uh, slow them down. Yeah. For sure. I, there's a lot of talent there and, you know, just have a feeling that they may be, they may be due for a bounce back year. Um, so just for the talent alone and the potential they can do, I think that could be a really difficult matchup for Indy, you know, all the way around. Because, you know, you talk about you know, their defensive line, the Colts offensive line struggled last year. You know, how are you going to contain Miles Garrett? How are you going to contain these guys? And, you know, can your receivers get open on this secondary? Like, there's a lot of talent in this Cleveland room. So I think they definitely are due for a bounce back here. Uh, all right, let's move on to another one here. Um, the Colts face the Rams. Talk about another team back to back here. Two teams that really we felt like underachieved last year. Now, the Rams was more due, I felt like, to some injuries, you know, especially to Matthew Stafford and some of these other guys. But they just really like, were a team that you're like, how in the world do they go from you know, what they did a couple of years ago to winning the Super Bowl to to where they are now? And just really, really underachieved in so many different ways. So many things didn't go their way last year. But the fact that they were a Super Bowl team only a couple of years ago, they still have Matthew Stafford, who's, you know, they think is probably going to get back to, a, you know, pretty close to 100%. They have some talent. They have experience. This is just a tough game in general because the Rams are still extremely talented in a lot of areas. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, I just talked about Deshaun Watson having a resurgence. People are sleeping on Matt Stafford, bro. I mean, I'm telling you, Matt Stafford can still fling it. Okay, he had that injury all last year that made it really difficult. If he if he stays upright, he can still tear apart this Colts defense. Absolutely can't. We've seen him do it once before. He can do it again. Uh, 
They may not have Jalen Ramsey anymore. They may not have Leonard Floyd anymore or Vaughn Miller anymore. They still got Aaron Donald. They still got some studs over there on that defense. And then you have to still deal with Cooper Cup and Sean McVay calling the plays. So nothing is to get put past the Rams. I think last year they had some really bad issues. And obviously, you know, they had some time to try and figure it out. But as long as their quarterback remains healthy, the Rams are a threat against anyone. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Absolutely. Yeah, um, moving on now, let's keep going here because I know we have still a good amount of teams to go here. But um, I would say also, I, I don't know if I would agree with this necessarily. You had the Panthers next and then the Saints. I'd probably flip-flop that. I understand that it's going to be in Carolina, but I just look at the Saints as like, they've just been a good roster with some bad quarterback play the last couple of years. And I just look at that and I say, they have so much talent on that team. For me, I know you know the different. There's a difference in being home versus being away. But Carolina, to me, is just not a good football team. Still, they have a rookie quarterback. So for me, I'm going to flip flop those. I'm going to go Saints, then probably Panthers. Uh, why do you say Panthers and then Saints, though? Out of curiosity. Well, obviously, if this was Saints on the road, then I'm 100 percent agreeing with you. If it, if it was Saints on the road, I'd probably have it. Um, as my fourth toughest game because Indy playing in New Orleans just is never a good thing. It's never a good time. Always bad times uh, in New Orleans for Indy. But I think outside of Derek Carr, what we got going on right now is there's just much more of a media outline for the Carolina game than what there is for New Orleans. Obviously, Derek Carr being in New Orleans, they have a great, uh, obviously the quarterback situation is good there. They have some weapons. You know, their defense has a few good uh, parts to it still. But I just think that from an understanding of what the stakes of the Carolina game, right, because they have Bryce Young, right, they up graded their offensive roster and then adding to the fact that your former coach is now coaching that team uh from a mindset standpoint i can see why that might be a little bit more difficult for some of these guys uh understanding the circumstances surrounding it so maybe that's what it is it may not be the fact that the uh the saints probably are a better team on paper than carolina and most people assume that the Saints can go to the playoffs this year with Derek Carr. But I'm saying from the mental warfare aspect of this, I think the Panthers are a more difficult matchup. And then, of course, again, being on the road, being in Carolina does help it a little bit in Carolina's uh, sake. So that's why I would probably put the Panthers above the Saints for that reason. Okay. Yeah, and again – that's the, I mean, like I like you said, like I just feel like New Orleans, you know, they they have their quarterback now. Derek Carr's done actually pretty good against Indianapolis for the most part. So, you know, because does he have another really good game um, against Indy now with some upgraded weapons, some upgraded, you know, you know, just an upgraded team, I guess. Maybe not even the weapons, but just an upgraded team in general. 
Like, does he, if he does his part, you know, that could be a really tough game because New Orleans still has talent all throughout their roster. So we'll, we'll see on that one, but I definitely get what you're saying. And that's probably honestly why I put Carolina over Pittsburgh, even though the Colts have struggled against Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh is at home this year again, second straight year the Colts will play them. But I just felt like, Derek, if the Colts had a halfway competent offense last year, they would have taken care of business against Pittsburgh. It's just the fact that they couldn't, literally could not do anything offensively like like every game last year. And that really was the difference. And I felt like the Colts had pretty much the Steelers on lockdown on defense for the most part the whole game. Um, there was a few times that they had some issues, but – I really feel like, you know, Pittsburgh, they're still a young team. They're figuring it out. They have some talent, certainly. But I just feel like, yeah, you know, the fact that I feel like Pittsburgh's probably a better team right now than Carolina. They're both still young and inexperienced. They both have young, you know, rookie or second-year quarterbacks. But the fact that it is in Carolina, I think I agree with you there. That's why I slightly put it ahead of Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh's a game that you've struggled as well to beat Pittsburgh. So I can't, you know, I have to have it decently high up on this list as well even though I don't think Pittsburgh necessarily a great team, um, you know, just another year of Kenny Pickett, another year of them growing together. Uh, you know, you already have some pretty good wide receivers there, pretty good weapons on the offense. So I would put Pittsburgh there, you know, right after Carolina. Um, I know you probably have Pittsburgh there as well. You just have a flip flop Panthers saints. Um, and I go saints Panthers. So talk to me about Pittsburgh as well. Yeah. I mean, again, the, Steelers, another team that Indy always struggles to beat. Um, even last year, we should have. But as you said, I mean, second half quarterback play was terrible. Uh, we had been past Matt Ryan at that point, And, you know, Jelani Woods had his best game. The defense realistically only gave up like 13 points if it wasn't for the fact that the offense was so crap. Uh, again, like I think this year, obviously the Steelers improved in some areas, but when it comes to uh, like this group in total, I think that the Colts could still potentially beat the Steelers if all things go correctly the way that they needed to. But we'll see how that goes. Yeah, for sure. We will. All right, let's move on to the next game. And, you know, probably a couple years ago, this game would have been a little bit higher. Um, but the Raiders were facing the Raiders. The Raiders still have some good weapons, but they definitely did. We, we, we would say... I don't know. Depends how you feel, but I feel like they downgraded uh, from Derek Carr to Jimmy G. Um, you know, people will point to Jimmy G. You know, leading the 49ers, leading the 49ers to you know some playoff wins and stuff like that. But for me, I just kind of look at it as like he's an average quarterback. I'm not. It's at home. I'm not really. He hasn't really ever done anything against Indy, to my knowledge. I don't really feel like. I know we haven't played him a ton, but he doesn't really like. I, I guess. I'm probably more scared of Derek Carr on the Raiders than I am Jimmy G on the Raiders. Uh, but they do still have guys like Devontae Adams, who we know he's going to get his share. He's going to get his targets. They have Josh Jacobs, Hunter Renfro, who's killed the Colts in the past. They still have Max Crosby. So there's still some talent on this Raiders team. Talk to me about why you have them here as well um, as one of these kind of the middle of the pack in terms of difficulty here. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to the Raiders, I mean, like you said, Jimmy G, it's kind of a weird scenario that we find ourselves in when it comes to this. And Derek Carr is, I mean, Derek Carr is a little bit different than uh, Jimmy G, just from a sense of Derek Carr's best game is better than Jimmy G's best game. But Derek Carr's worst game is usually a lot worse than Jimmy G's game. So, like, Jimmy G's a lot more 
standard. It's a lot more consistent uh, and constant. But uh, I mean, still at the end of the day, the Raiders can't ever put them away, dude, because we always have that issue. You know, Josh Jacobs just coming off his best season. He was the best running back in the NFL last year. Uh, Devontae Adams still being there. You know, if it wasn't for Stephon Gilmore, you know, being the guy against Devontae Adams last year, uh, the Raiders beat us in that game. And at the end of the day, we, we don't really have that guy in the backfield right now, right? So it's kind of one of those situations where, yeah, Josh McDaniels uh, had a bad year last year, but the Colts and the Raiders have a long history, and especially recently, and we keep going back and forth. So we beat them last year. I, I keep saying this, that like the Raiders and the Colts like to trade blows. So don't be surprised if this is a trap game where the Colts should win it, but they don't. Right. All right, uh, let's keep moving here. Uh, we actually have Jacksonville again, this time at home. I think just simply for the fact, Derek, that Jacksonville did win the division. Um, they are a team that, you know, even last year at home, um, it was a really tightly contested contest until Alec Pierce had the walk-off touchdown. So it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a dogfight. We know this. You know, Jacksonville has in the past come into Indianapolis and won, so it's definitely not a given at all. Um, but it's going to be a very interesting contest. Nonetheless, you know, it's going to be week one. You know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see Anthony Richardson versus this defense of Jacksonville. If he does start, um, you know, or Gardner Minshew, you know, there's going to be storylines either way, but it's going to be interesting to see, you know, kind of like Anthony Richardson potential coming out party here against the, you know, AFC South winners basically. So, Yep. I mean, again, Jacksonville is this high on the list again, uh, just for the fact that, you know, again, it's week one, everything's going to be rusty and Jacksonville's a good team. So, you know, it's going to be one of those games where it's going to be difficult for Indy to win, but it might be one of the more important ones that they're trying to salvage the season because, you know, if, if you're at home at least for this week one matchup, so it gives you a better opportunity, uh, that they have to travel and be at your home stadium versus, you know, you being at theirs. Right. And even if when you were terrible last year, I mean, Matt Ryan had his best game as a Colt last year against this Jacksonville defense. So you do think, okay, you know, if you can give Anthony Richardson some time, he could maybe do some damage uh, against this Jacksonville defense. I mean, Matt Ryan was awful last year and still was able to carve up this Jacksonville defense. So it does give you some hope that maybe potentially that could be something that could happen. Um, you know, they do kind of struggle against the pass. They did last year a good amount. So, yeah, definitely it is going to be a difficult difficult game just for the fact that it is Jacksonville and what they've done. But definitely feel like it's a winnable game here for the Colts in week one. Again, it's winnable, but we'll see what they do with it. All right, let's move on now um, to the actually the third divisional game that we're talking about on this list. This one at Tennessee. We know the Titans. Uh, we've had some history. We've been, unfortunately, on the wrong side of that history the last couple of years. Where Tennessee's kind of just done whatever they wanted and beat Indianapolis a lot. Uh, but, you know, the, the start of a new era, Tennessee kind of seems like they're on the downward spiral a little bit. You know, their trajectory is definitely pointing down, where a lot of people think Indies is pointing up a little bit more. Um, you know, we don't know at all, Derek, what their quarterback situation is going to look like. Is it going to be Tannehill? Is it going to be Will Levis? Is it going to be Malik Willis? We don't know who their starting quarterback is going to be in this game, which I think will be definitely interesting uh, for sure. Uh, you know, 
And it'll, I guess it'll probably be a little bit more clear because this is a week 13 game, be a little bit more clear, maybe who they're starting quarterback, or maybe if, you know, Tannehill's struggling, maybe this is like the around the time where Will Levis gets his chance. So you see rookie versus rookie. But again, we don't know. We think Tennessee is probably not going to be that great this year, but you never know. Mike Vrabel, I still believe, is a very good head coach. I um, think he's going to have his guys ready regardless of how talented or not talented they are. So talk to me about this Tennessee game and why we have it here as, uh, you know, maybe a decently difficult game for Indianapolis. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, having to go up against Derrick Henry is always a difficult aspect in this uh, format. But like you said, I mean, Tennessee just falls down this list for a bunch of different reasons just because, you know, with the quarterback situation, we may not know who it is. And uh, regardless of how it goes, I mean, Indy should have won several times against Tennessee this year. Just, again, awful quarterback play and just bad coaching, uh, figuring things out. So I think – the Colts will be in a much better situation to take advantage of the very bad defensive moves that the Titans have made over the offseason and then take advantage of this quarterback controversy that they're having. Right, for sure. All right, uh, the next game we have is a road game against the Atlanta Falcons, who I have no idea what the Falcons are, man. Uh, Sometimes Desmond Ritter looks really, really solid. Looks like he could potentially be something. And then sometimes you just scratch your head and you're like, what in the world? You know, on paper, Atlanta does have some good pieces on offense, right? They have, you know, B. John Robinson, who they just drafted. They have Kyle Pitts, who they drafted in 21. They have Drake London. Like, they have some pieces here. But I just don't feel like this Atlanta team is really all together as a 53-man roster. I don't feel like it's a great team. So you go into it, you, you know, go to Atlanta, you know, not really weather's not going to be a factor at all. You go into kind of a dome sort of setting, which you're pretty used to as a Colts, you know, as this team and you, know, you play in that all the time uh, and not really a great team in Atlanta, unless Desmond Ritter just lights the world on fire this year, which remains to be seen. But I don't think we're as high on maybe, you know, this Atlanta team as maybe some teams are right now. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to be high on Atlanta right now. I mean, especially when they're coaching, uh, when they're coached by Arthur Smith, who, you know, we heard reports of how dumb his uh, interview process was with some of these players. Um, And of course I I don't think Arthur Smith's a great coach and they still have a lot of issues. Falcons have a lot of issues. Their defense still has a lot of overhaul that needs to be changed. Their quarterback is Desmond Ritter right now, which I don't have a lot of confidence in. So Atlanta definitely is going to be further down this list, even after all the moves that they have made. Yep. All right. We're going to kind of close it out here because we have, let's see, we have what, four more games to talk about here. Um, And the crazy thing is three of those are divisional games. Uh, We have the second matchup uh, with Tennessee. Um, and this one is at home. Uh, the second matchup with Tennessee is at home. Uh, you know, Tennessee actually has, you know, done pretty well in Indianapolis the last couple of years, but like we mentioned, you know, at the front, I think we can kind of say like the Colts have a good chance here at home to take care of business against Tennessee for the first time in a while. And then we have back-to-back games against Houston as some of the least ones, you know, obviously, it will be interesting to see the number one and number three pick play each other. But we have road versus Houston. You know, it's always more difficult to go travel. And then home versus Houston. And then we round it out with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. Talk to me about some of these games here, Derek. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, Titans, uh, 
you know, we we talked about it. Uh, being at home, I think the Colts will have a good chance of beating the Titans there. Uh, Houston, I mean, you know, we disrespect Houston a little bit right now, but that's just how we kind of uh, always have felt about them. Well, come to find out, I mean, it, it, it could be quite possible. We might have to replace the Houston games with the Tennessee games at some point. Who knows? I mean, Houston, Houston made some really great moves until we know how good they become with CJ Stroud and being coached by D'Amico Ryans. They're still going to be further down when it comes to that. Um, and then, you know, obviously the last game that we're going to talk about, and that is, uh, you know, against Tampa. Um, I would definitely say that's the, one of the easiest games might be the easiest because, Again, you're coming off of the bye week for Indy, so you have more more time to diversify a game plan for that and get healthier, uh, so that's great. And then, of course, you're facing a team that has a serious issue at quarterback. Uh, they've lost some guys both on the offensive line and on the defense this year. Uh, we've heard Devin White say he wants out. Um, being coached, uh, I mean, Todd Bowles does the best he can for, you know, that team, but he's certainly no Bruce Arians, and whatever quarterback they roll with at that time of the year is certainly no Tom Brady. So, you know, just the the team that it was just even a year ago versus what it is now, it's just not the same. It's just not the same kind of team right now and a lot of different aspects. So, you know, being at home, you get two weeks to prepare, get healthier and face a team that is clearly on the decline. Uh, that's a hundred percent. One of the easier games for the Colts on their schedule. I think Tampa, you know, I think Arizona and Tampa are probably going to be fighting for that number one overall pick. If I was guessing right now, again, you know, this is months and months before the season. I would say Tampa is probably one of those teams that's going to be fighting for Caleb Williams, services, you know, the upcoming draft here. So, it's going to be one that, you know, I don't really think any of the quarterbacks they have, Baker or Kyle Trask, really struck fear into anybody. And, you know, like you said, they lost a lot of talent over the last couple of years. They lost a really good coach. I don't really feel like Todd Bowles is a great coach, to be honest with you. So there's really not a whole lot there for Tampa uh, to look forward to this year. Again, unless one of these guys completely lights the world on fire, uh, which I don't foresee happening, that would only be the only reason why you'd maybe move it up. But, I definitely think like based off of, you know, kind of the things that have happened, um, you know, this year with with Brady leaving, with all these guys, you know, all this stuff changing here in Tampa. I think they're definitely due for a not great season. You know, they traded kind of their future or their 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 future for Tom Brady and they're going to kind of pay the price a little bit here in the next year or so. So we'll see how that does pan out for them this year. But uh, I definitely think that will be one that's tough. And then, you know, Houston, they did beat Indianapolis. But you do think, like, Indianapolis was a shell of what it was or what it should have been last year. Um, and it really was a freak thing that even happened for the fact that Houston did beat Indianapolis. So do you think, until proven wrong, which they really could, because I think D'Amico Ryans is a really good coach, I think we have to put them here for now, considering they were one of the worst teams in the ASC last year, and the Colts ended up being the worst team in the ASC last year. But I do think with Shane Steigen, kind of a renewed vision, um, it may be a little bit uh, less of a competition than it was last year. Hopefully, again, we'll see. You know, CJ Stroud and, and Willie Anderson and these guys, they could get these guys ready, and and they could really, uh, you know, maybe go on a run or do some things well. But until proven different, 
we will stick with this right now. But, guys, let us know your thoughts on the Colts' schedule. Do you agree with us uh, on some of these? I'm sure some people will disagree on kind of the difficulty of certain games, right? We kind of explained why we thought we ranked them the way that we did. Let us know what you agree with, what you disagree with. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Really appreciate your support. And as always, guys, go Colts. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.